This is Courtney Gray, Life and Body Coach. It is my pleasure to welcome you to another episode of the Road to Rediscovery podcast with Aubrey Johnson. Happy listening. Our lives are laid out on a road of bumps, turns, struggles, and more. How do we respond? How do we endure adversity for learning and growth? I'm Aubrey Johnson, and we'll explore these questions and more on the Road to Rediscovery. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Road to Rediscovery. I'm your host, Aubrey Johnson. The Road to Rediscovery is about reflecting on life lessons to learn and grow from them, and of course, pay it forward and uplift others who are struggling through dark times. Now, a quick reminder that you can hear this show anywhere you get your podcasts. If you happen to listen on Apple Podcasts, we invite you to leave us a rate and review. Otherwise, Feel free to shoot us your input and your feedback and thoughts at roadsrediscoverypodcast at gmail.com. That's roadsrediscoverypodcast at gmail.com, and we'll give you a shout out in a future episode. My special guest has forged a hard road as a homeless teen who's made a living holding various roles in the service industry. She is now a personal finance expert and money coach. Her heart lies in the financial education of those in the service industry. She's the author of Tipped, the life-changing guide to financial freedom for waitresses, bartenders, strippers, and all other service industry professionals. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Barbara Sloan to the show. Barbara, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you here. Aubrey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat. Oh, likewise, likewise. So am I. So I, I have to ask if you can just start us off by giving us a glimpse into your journey that um, that that kind of that kind of I don't know set the foundation of um, of and, and maybe even sparked the idea of pursuing what you're doing today. What 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 was that journey like in those earlier years? Yeah, I mean, if it's okay, I'll start with where I am now, and we can kind of work backwards. Sure. Um, most- most people who meet me today know me as somebody who owns a women-owned and operated construction in Manhattan. But what they don't know is that I spent 20 years working two career paths in, in tandem. Um, and that was construction in the day and service industry at night or dirt in the day and dirty in the evening, as I like to say. <laughs> and so those early years most of the time I was only working in the service industry. Mm-hmm. Um, as it men- as I'm, you mentioned in the intro, I had some housing instability um, when I was a younger person, and that caused me to move around quite a bit. I traveled um, when living in different states. And so whenever I would move to a new state, I would get a job in the service industry because one of the big perks of the industry is that they're, it's pretty easy to get a job. Right. Um, and so it's one of the industries where it's very you can get a job pretty quickly, um, especially if you have experience. And so I relied on the service industry in a new, a number of cities from, you know, Detroit to Los Angeles, to Las Vegas, to Boston, to New York. I worked all over the country in so many different roles. I was a, a bartender, a go-go dancer, a stripper, a fetish performer, a sideshow showgirl. I was a cater waiter, was a flair bartender. I mean, you name it. If it involved tips, I probably did it for a living. Um, And so having that broad experience, um, it 
made me feel as though I had a good connection to the overall community yeah. and I had had a, a big variety of experience. And so in 2013, when I moved to New York city, I got two jobs. The first job was working at a bar called Coyote Ugly. And, um, the second job was working on wall street for an unregulated market. And that, that was a huge education for me because I learned a lot about financial services, how predatory it was. I learned a lot about the markets. And that was sort of one of the moments where I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, like this doesn't work for people necessarily. Right. And so right. I, I lasted there about six months, left that job and got, I was like, it's way too toxic. Um, for me. <laughs> uh -huh. and so I went and got a job at a construction company. It's actually the construction company that I now own. And I was tasked with putting together HR department and accounting department. I had never had HR before. So this mm. was a huge, huge lesson for me in benefits. I'd never had a 401k or yeah, I right. maybe had health insurance once before. I had never had a, you know, paid time off policy or even a human resources person. I had no idea what they did. And so yeah. as I started to do all this research into these benefits and these systems, like this aha moment where I was realizing that the people who worked in my industry didn't have access to these financial services and this education. And they also didn't have access to these employer provided benefits. And I realized mm -hmm. that this was a big reason that people in the industry were being left behind. Mm -hmm. And 2016 was sort of another pivotal moment for me in that we all know what was happening politically. There was a lot going on and I just couldn't, I couldn't stomach the news cycle. So I turned yeah. everything off and I just started deep diving personal finance content because I was like, I can stomach this, it's educational, I can make some big changes in my life. And it really started out as something I was gonna just do to be able to save more money for myself so that I could donate to the causes that I cared about. Right. And realizing and seeing this huge umbrella of personal finance and seeing nobody talking to people like me, I was just like, and here's another place where these people are being left out, left yes. out of the wealth building world, left, left out of getting access to this information, just totally left out. And for a long time, I had a lot of imposter syndrome. I was like, who am I to write a book? Who am I to mm. educate these people? I mm. don't have a college degree. I don't have any credentials. I don't mm. have a platform. You know, <laughs> I yeah. don't have social media accounts that were blowing up or anything. Um, but I realized somebody needed to do something and I could at least be one voice. And that's that's how we got to the book. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. And and I want to thank you, Barbara, for for overcoming those uh, challenges and you know those those weird little voices that that speak in our ears. You know about who are you to write a book? Who are you to be an authority on this topic and that sort of stuff? That can be very uh, quite difficult to to overcome. And so um, your resilience in you know, persevering and continuing to stay the course towards writing the book. Um, um, was what was the source of that? Just, just the um, was it was it just the fact that you know you have observed on more than one occasion that this is a demographic that is uh, that 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 is not getting this type of education. Um, was it out of frustration that 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 people should be 
getting this type of you know awareness, um, but they're not. Um, you know what 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 was what was what where'd that resilience come from to get you to put aside that bad dialogue about imposter syndrome? I think it came from personal experience. You know, when I was yeah. 15, I came out as gay. When I was 16, I was kicked out of my high school. Mm. Um, I had to go find another high school. That high yeah. school was, you know, right outside of Detroit. It wasn't a great school system. Right. Um, I realized when I graduated and I didn't have the money for college that if I was going to learn anything, it was going to be because I had to teach myself. And so right. I started on a reading list of a hundred books. And like, I just sort of have always had that, well, nobody's going to give it to me. I'm going to have to give it to myself. Yeah. And I just sort of wanted that for the people in this industry. I was like, nobody has given us anything. Most of the people in this industry mm -hmm. have, have worked and clawed their way to, for everything that they have. And thanks for listening to hear the full conversation. Please subscribe to our premium channel by visiting roads,